Hi, my name is Mary. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Mary. Well, my story is pretty much the same as everyone else's. You know, I started. Uh, I think my first my first real drunk was when I was 14, and um, from there it just went to uh, my whole life just uh, changed. You know, uh, in school I I was doing really well, and then I started drinking a lot, and I was in track, and I got kicked out of track and and basketball, and all those things because of being. Uh, caught drunk all the time. Um, by the time I was uh, 20, 20, I had uh, three DUIs. And, uh, you know, one of them, um, you know, was a real bad accident when I was 16. And, uh, you know, that didn't stop me from drinking. And, you know, there, I, I don't believe there's anything tragic enough to make you stop drinking until you're so emotionally broke that you can't uh, stand yourself anymore. And, uh, you know, I, my, you know, I don't know, I'm nervous. <laughs> First time I've been up here and I've ever done a speech like this. But anyway, um, I know we all are nervous when we get up here. And uh, thank God that I am up here because I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever make it up here to talk to you people and um, it's just uh, it's just been a long a long road you know um, I don't know why at the age of 35 that it worked for me when it uh, at the age of 23 it didn't when I first walked into these rooms of AA but the first time I ever walked into these rooms I felt like I, I was at home and um, but I didn't keep coming back and uh Therefore, I went back out and I drank every time. So, I don't know, by the time I was, what, how old, 32, um, I had 60 DUIs, and I should have had way more. Um, I was just talking to my folks last night about some of the other DUIs that I should have had of wrecks that I had, and five of those DUIs were major wrecks. And... Uh, I'll tell you, my, there's nobody more happier in the world than myself, of course, and my fo than my folks, because they have been through it all with me. They've stood by me through thick and thin, and uh, you know, I just am so thankful that um, they, you know, they believed in me and they loved me and they helped me to uh, get through the mess that I made of my life but the thing of it is is with their help all the time made me stay out there longer I think because every time I got into a mess um, they would um, bail me out you know I got thrown in jail they'd come get me um, it was just uh, it was always uh, each week there was always something tragic every time dad would call home you know my dad's a truck driver and every time he'd call home there's always some something happening you know, he's like, well, what's happening this week? <laughs> um, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was just a mess, you know, and I, and I, I know that, you know, and I thought that um, getting married at the age of 20 to a man that was 13 years older than me, I thought that that would fix me. I'm, I'm more nervous now than when I walk down the aisle to get married. <laughs> so, you know, 
Um, but, you know, I managed to stay married to him for nine years. Um, but, uh, it, it, boy, that was a mess, too, you know. And I put that man through living hell, you know. Oops. Um, you know, with the drinking and the staying out all night and staying away for days and, and, and you know, running around with this guy and that guy. I mean, I, I mean, there wasn't anything that I didn't do. I had no respect for him, myself, anybody around me. Um, it just, throughout the, the whole time, you know, there isn't, I don't have any regrets now today. Um, but I sure did live with regret for many, many years. And until, until I started this program with, and got a sponsor, my life just stayed the same. And I remember crying in the shower many mornings, many mornings, on my knees in the shower crying, wishing <laughs> that I could change. But I didn't know how. And um, I don't know. God finally gave me the strength to um, get me past that, and finally reach out and uh, get some help. Um, you know, my my um, drinking became um, work. It was a full time job to stay drunk, and I had no money left. I couldn't keep a job. I've had more jobs in a year than most people have had in a lifetime. And um, I just could not keep a, <laughs> keep a job. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of embarrassing when you get your taxes done and you've got like six or seven or eight tax returns. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're like, are these all from just this year? Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know... Um, Man, if there was a mistake to be made, I was going to do it. And, um, you know, when I drank, I thought I was uh, 10 foot tall and bulletproof, and I thought I could do anything, you know, and I thought getting behind the wheel of a car was the thing to do because I was independent. I wouldn't let anybody take me home and, and you know, whatever. I had to have my own ride. Well, as a result, I, I you know, got lots of DUIs, but I never killed anyone, thank God. I don't know how I'd ever live with myself if I ever did. Um, you know, I this program has given me so many gifts. I mean, I can't believe it. I, you know, it's been a year, and um, I never ever thought in a million years that I'd make it a year. Because when I when I was in detox, I checked myself into detox, and I was all alone. My mom, she just like said, I can't help you anymore. Dad and I can't do anything for you. There's nothing we can do. We've done everything. We've put you through treatments. We've given you money. And you keep doing the same thing over again. And we're tired. We're old and we're tired. And, um, you know, I don't know. For um, I, You know, I was drunk when I was talking to her that night, I remember. And, I mean, it just snapped me right into a cold uh, soberness, you know, and something happened to me that last uh, drunk that I had. I don't know. Anyways, I ended up in, in uh, the Rimra, and um, thank God, you know, because, um, you know, like 
the lady that uh, was out in Huntley, and they she um, had a, a heart attack, a, a you know, only a block from the hospital because of drinking. I was doing the same thing. I was in my house with the shades pulled, the curtains, you know, everything. The doors locked. I wouldn't answer the door. I wouldn't answer the phone. I totally isolated. And she did the same thing, and she died. But my brother gave me a ride to the hospital, and it was the funniest thing because I'd gotten a hold of uh, Virginia, and um, she met me at the emergency room. And my brother was sitting there with my brother, and my brother uh, Virginia said, "Oh, well, you can go ahead and go on and do whatever you need to do, and we'll we'll take it from here." And you know, he left. <laughs> I mean, I could not believe that my brother was going to leave me with these people. He said, he said to me, he said, Mary, this is where you need to be. You hang on to those people because they will help you to get well. Well, of course, you know, I was a mess. And Sunday, that Sunday, five women from the program showed up to see me. And uh, they said, just hang on to us and we'll carry you through. And they have. And... Um, it's just been an emotional up and down thing, but uh, I'll tell you what, my life is so much better today. You know, I mean, I, I went from not having a car to almost losing my play, my apartment to um, nothing. And I finally, um, now I have a car, I have a job, I'm employable, and I have a life. And I'm very, very happy today. So... I, it's an honor to be up here and to be able to share with all of you. I love you. Thank you. And uh, tonight our second 10-minute speaker is Betty Kay. Thank you. My name is Betty Kikuski, and I am an alcoholic. So I'm not used to that. Um, you know, when I was asked uh, to speak tonight, I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to say? You know, for 10 minutes I was talking to my sponsor, and she says, well, tell your story. And I said, well, they, uh, they, they know most of it. She said, well, that's all right. Your story is your story. And she's right. So my story is my story, and I'm sticking to it. So that's what you can hear. Um, I uh, want to say happy birthday to Mary. I was one of those women that showed up at the, uh, um, yeah, at detox. And, um, you know, this is one of the things that I am so grateful for in this program is to be able to watch people grow like Mary has grown. It doesn't seem like a year, but it's just a good job. I'm just really proud of you. Um, you know, I started drinking when I um, was in, in high school, and I didn't like it. I, I got sick every time I drank. and and um, But I would do it because I wanted to fit in, I guess. I My friends were doing it, and so I'd, you know, drink. And um, I never really cared for it. And I got married. I'm, I'm like Mary. I got married because I thought for 
All my life, I felt different also. I didn't know what was what was wrong, but something was wrong. I had gone from church to church to church. I tried all these different things, you know, to, to try to feel different. And uh, that maybe is why I tried the drinking, too, but it didn't seem to make me feel any different except sick. And um, so I got married right as soon as I graduated, I graduated high school in June, and I got married in November to a guy that I had known for about one month. I met him at the point, Burn the Point downtown. He went back to work in Seattle. Um, I finally got a hold of him. He says, why don't you come out here? My folks gave me a graduation present of a bus ticket to go to Tacoma to see my aunt. And uh, he was in Seattle, of course, and and that's not very far. So um, I was going to stay there a week, and I ended up staying there three weeks, and I came back engaged. And um, we were married then in November, and what an awful thing. What an awful thing. I was married to him for 12 years, had two children by him, and he was one of the most abusive people that I think has ever walked this earth. Um, I did not know how to leave him because I, I was so terribly afraid and so I prayed for him to die. Every night I'd go to bed and pray for him to die and he did. He killed himself. So it was after that, he was a drinker too. He was an alcoholic, definitely. He would go into these alcoholic blackouts, I believe, and that's when he would beat me because in the morning he wouldn't remember. He would ask me what happened to me and I... I couldn't believe he couldn't remember. But now, knowing what I know about alcoholism, I really do think he was in blackouts. And he was he was very, very, very intoxicated the night he died. And, um, you know, it was, it was after that, not too long after that, I found myself having a drink while I was folding the clothes. And, you know, in the middle of the day, and it seemed a little odd at first, and I thought, well, why not? You know, why not? I had a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and I mean, I figured, well, I don't have this wacko looking over my shoulder anymore. And so I didn't grieve. I think what I did was I went right into my drinking at that po- at that point in time. It was uh, my drinking really caught up with me. I mean, that's when I decided I liked it, and I liked what it did for me. And um, I, you know, I partied a lot. I had a neighbor who had just gotten a divorce, and um, her kids were old enough to babysit my kids. So we'd come into Billings and, and party, and, and uh, Sheila kind of took care of me because uh, she wouldn't drink very much. I mean, she could always drive, but she knew I was going to get just wasted. And so, you know, she, she took care of me, made sure I got home okay and all of that. Except for the times I picked up the guys in bars and then I told her to just, you know, go. And I mean, I started doing all the stuff that I never, ever, ever dreamt I would do. You know, I, I was just, I was wild and I was crazy. I ended up remarrying... Um, two years after my first husband died and um, he'd had a heart attack and like back in 65 and but he liked to drink too and we we did have fun 
We really did. We had we had some fun times. But it was at that somewhere in that time frame I crossed over to the to the real alcoholic where I had to have my drinks. And um he had a second heart attack in um, 86, and he decided he was going to stop drinking, and he decided that I should too. And, you know, I couldn't do it. That's when my bottles were starting to be hidden around the house. Um, that's I was drinking every day, starting in the morning after he'd go to work. Um, you know, and I went on like that until... Well, March of 87, when I went to treatment, he finally confronted me and said, you've got to do something about your drinking or I'm going to leave you. And, you know, to this date, I have not yet had a DUI. Um, I should have had. I, I should have had many of them. I should have had my children taken away because I drove drunk with them in the car. Um, you know, there's just a lot of, of yets that haven't happened to me. I haven't lost a home. I haven't gotten in financial trouble. I have not lost a husband, um, a partner. Well, I did, but that one doesn't count. <laughs> but but um, <laughs> you can tell I'm just, oh, never mind, I won't go there. Anyway, um, I... I went to treatment. It was like, my God, you know, I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't sure what, and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to stop. I just thought I was this horrible, horrible person. And um, so I agreed, and I went and got an evaluation, and, and I was told to go, that I had to go to inpatient treatment in Glasgow, Montana, and I didn't know where that was. <clears throat> and I, I went there, I went to my first AA meeting, and I had a couple belts, you know, before I went. But I could relate. That was the beginning for me. You guys were talking about me. And what a deal. I went to treatment, learned I had a disease. From there, I came home, played around with my program, which means I didn't go to meetings on a regular basis. I didn't have a sponsor. I didn't work the steps for the last five years of my first ten years. And at ten years, I just about drank and I popped a mouthful of my husband's pills, I, was, I wanted to die. That's how miserable I was. I heard an old-timer say he was so dry that if you lit a match, he'd probably start on fire. That's right where I was. I got desperate enough. I asked Terry to be my sponsor. She said yes, and I'll tell you what. God has certainly been working in my life. He has all along. But... I can't tell you how grateful I am. I've been working with Terry for about seven years and, and going through the book and working the steps and attending meetings on a regular basis and showing up and, and doing the deal, you know, doing what's asked of me. Um, even coming down here, I was like, you guys know, I balked before I, you know, came down here and signed my name as a member. And um, look what's happened to me. I want to thank you guys, too, for... <laughs> for trusting me to be your IGR. I mean, that is really a cool deal to me. It really is. And um, I would never have thought, never, in my wildest dreams, like, you know, back in 87, uh, I didn't know. 
but here I am, thanks to the grace of God, my sponsor, and you folks. And I'm just going to keep coming back. Thank you very much.